Hey everybody, my name is Manny. I'm Alex. And my name is Brandon. And together we are the Nerd Nerd Lock. Nerd. Ugh. You guys suck, man. The new Sorry guys suck. You know, we, we knew. You know we knew. No, no. no, you know what? Let's try this we one more this time. Hi, my name is Manny. I'm Alex. And my name is Brandon. And together we are the Nerd Yeah, We'll get there. We'll get there. The donkey balls. But anyway, everybody, here we are with a brand new installment of the Nerd Lot. Uh, today's date is December 7th, 2020, and it is about 9.47 p.m. right here. I'm in Alhambra. Uh, Alex, you are in Granada Hills. And Brandon, you are somewhere in some yuppie town in the San Fernando Valley. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Studio City, California. But anyway. <laughs> anyway yuppie, here, yup, here, yup, yup, Bill. You, you are a yuppie, man. You are totally. I'm kind of a yuppie. I'm actually, my neighbors um, are some homeless dudes. They're chill. Uh-huh. Um, so if I'm in the valley, you know where I'm at. That's it. You know what? Instead of a yuppie, you're my guppy. <laughs> cool with that. Man, you're such a guppy. Where's that from? I don't put me on the spot like that, What's man. Reference? Come on. Don't put me. Don't put me on the spot like that. 1989 Disney. Come oh on. Oh my gosh. No, no. I. It's it's escaping. All my right. Mind. Oh. It's from Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, mm. Oh wow! Wow! Right. Oh wow! Wow! I wow. For some reason, I didn't get the Little Mermaid reference. And did, Who would have thought, dude, dude? Didn't this start off as like a Disney nerd show? So it started off as like a Disney. We're gonna, we were going to discuss. Um, we, you know, and this is completely going off the rails as soon as the podcast starts. So I'm so happy this is happening already. But uh, we, Alex and I were literally going over um, what some of the things Manny and I had planned for 2020, mm-hmm. um, and we totally went over it. Just completely, just like gloss over this. Alex, welcome to the nerd lot, dude. Um, we have made we have traded you for a future first round pick. Um, we're excited for the future. Um, so now two has become three. Awesome. Officially, Thank you. it's Thank officially you. a sandwich, bro. Nice. <laughs> it's officially a bratwurst so sandwich right it, here. It's it's a uh, there's it's the Latino bread and the white middle. So we are we are essentially bolillo, right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we are bolillo, and you are the goddamn kosher hot dog in between. I That's could be mayo right. on uh... this show. Yeah, well, Mexicans we like mayo too, man. You, you know? do. Right. You love them. Which is, which, I feel which like we're a torta right which now. Is right? Why, which is why we like you. Uh, you know, you know. And then, and if anybody's gonna be a torta here, it's gonna be Alex. That's right. <laughs> but, <Exactly. laughs> but anyway, Alex. Yeah, man. We we you know we had such a great time with you uh, on the last two episodes of the Mandalorian and all that. That we just said. I, I messaged Alex. I mean, uh, Brandon. I said, hey. Let's make this guy official. And immediately Brandon's like, yeah, let's do it. Um, it just, it just felt like perfect. Like it was just uh, like, it was just meant to be. Um, I have been trying to get you on officially on to do any podcast for a while. Cause you, you're so good at conversation and you know, your stuff. And so we are truly blessed and honored at the fact that you decided to say, okay, to be in part of this little shit that we do here. I love it. I love the show and I appreciate you guys. Thinking that, and I love to talk nerd shit, so let, let's do it, man. All right, let's do it. All right, Brandon, so, uh, dude, what do we have for today? Uh, so today we're going to talk about some breaking news, at least in the film world, um, and controversial news, as Warner Brothers has made a decision, an executive decision, to put all of their 2021 releases onto HBO Max. Um, so that is going to be the main topic of today. We are going to talk about The Mandalorian. Don't sweat it. We're going to get there. That's going to be the finale of it. We're all in between that. We're going to talk about some new shows that we've recommended. It's been a week. Uh, so 
we can't just tell you to watch the Mandalorian all the time. There's only eight episodes per season. So there's other stuff to talk about. So that's what we got. Three things, big news and a whole lot to talk about. Okay. All right. So I guess, uh, so what's going on with HBO max. So, HBO Max, if um, if you are not a subscriber of HBO Max, and you're probably going to be, you know, it's the same thing with Disney did, you know, with uh, going into Disney Plus releases. They're they're very smart, um, HBO wise. But Warner Brothers, they went out on a limb here, and you know, they they took they didn't want to take any chances with the, what's going on with COVID and the theater releases. They said all of our releases are going to HBO Max, and I'm going to list off these movies, and we can circle back and and you know and not circle back. I'm going to list them off, and but we can we either can kind of stop and talk or just move on. Yes, but just to give a little bit reference in case somebody yeah, gives some more show, context, yeah, somebody giving like you know like somebody decides to listen to the show later on. But at least here in Los Angeles, right? Because I know I look at our stats and I know that people listen from all over the country and no, all that's that. True. So, so the 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 uh, you know the um, rules, all the guidelines set per state per county is a little bit different than what's happening not just in LA County and in California compared to the rest of the country. So here in Los Angeles, we are in Los Angeles and California, of course. We today was officially the first day again of a stay-at-home order, right? Which means there are a lot of things that just. It's, it's just shut down. And at least here in Los Angeles, movie theaters have been shut down pretty much since March, right? Los Angeles, Southern California is one of the major markets for film, right? So if we are shut down, and so is New York, by the way. So if those two regions are shut down as far as movie theaters, it is going to take a huge hit on the film industry, right? Now, I'm not saying that movies are not going to make money in whatever little theaters are open throughout the, like, you know, wherever else it's fine. And some films have decided to go that route, but whereas a movie can would normally make $300 million domestic. Now they're maybe at the most making 50, just like what we saw with tenant. Right. So that said, like you're saying, HBO max went ahead and said, you know what? We're not taking any chances. This COVID thing is not getting any better. If anything, right now at this moment, COVID is getting just destructively worse, Damn right? It, it didn't go away after the election. Nope. It did not. It did go away at the summer. It did not magically go away. It would not mm. magically disappear. No, that, that was one wish. I hope that okay. did happen. So, right. so it didn't happen. If anything, it is getting worse and worse and worse. Right. And uh, hopefully sometime soon, the people keep saying that there's a vaccine coming out and maybe it will, maybe it'll help things. We don't know. Right. Pack this we messed up in this country as a people, as a whole, and uh, not just one side or the other, as a whole, we yep. failed the nation. Right. So that said, movie theaters, we don't know when they're going to be fully operational at max capacity. So HBO max said, instead of keeping pushing, keep pushing movies back, which they've done like with wonder woman, it's been pushed back since like what originally was supposed to be like in March or something. March. Yeah. yeah. March movies. They said, okay, well we'll release it in June. All right. Just kidding. We're going to release it in August. Oh, fuck. I'm just kidding. We're going to release gotcha. it. In, you know, it's it keeps getting pushed back. And that, yeah. now we're like, finally some, some studios finally said, you know what? We're just going to push it till summer of 2021. Originally they said it. And so, According to dollar signs, 
HBO Max, which is owned essentially by Warner Brothers, all under the AT&T umbrella. They and they own DC. They own all that stuff. But they said, okay, what we're going to do is that all the films that we had slated for theater release in 2021, we're going to go ahead and release them in theaters, whichever theaters are actually open. But simultaneously, the same day, we're going to release them on HBO Max and they will be on HBO Max for one month and then disappear off the service. Right. And then you won't see it until you it's available like on video on demand and then Blu-ray and so forth and so on. So that's the rule. That's the thing that they decided that they're going to go with. And uh, so there's they're yeah. saying the equivalent to an HBO Max subscription for one month is like a movie ticket. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Not just pretty much. It, yes, it is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. The HBO Max at full price, like nationwide, like, right? Because we know Arc Arc like yeah. it's like twenty bucks, and then yeah. like AMC can be like fifteen, I twelve, have, from, depending have, on where paid, you're at. I have paid close to thirty dollars. Yeah, a t- yeah. For, wow. for a movie on IMAX. Okay. Oh, Thank dude. You. Yeah, if you Thank go to an IMAX 3D, Nolan. No, no, I'm talking about IMAX, like the real, like on 70, 70 millimeter actual film stock. Oh, like what you would have seen Tenet on. Yeah, or the last one that I saw like that was uh, Dunkirk. Right. Mm, but mm. Um, I had to drive my ass all the way to some like d- d- redneck part of town in Ontario to see into some like, like redneck you know. in Ontario. <laughs> hey, man, anything east of the 57 is fucking redneck. All right. But the it, this is California specifically. Yeah, yes. This, you know, Very anybody, specific who in, in California. anybody who lives in this area will know exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, so that's the reality. Fifteen dollars a month for it. And that's that's exactly what it costs for a movie ticket now. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, so, and, and and you're gonna lose like you know one maybe one purchase you know a family purchase you know yeah, but it, it may, so here let me let me list off these movies and then um we can kind of yeah go over, go over them no no I think that was really good context because I didn't know all that so I I really I do appreciate it personally um so the first one is coming out January 29th, twenty ninth twenty twenty one so essentially a month from now like six weeks it's called the little things starring. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm just to kind of backtrack a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's not. Yes. The all the movies slated for 2021, they are going to be released yeah, starting that way. Right. However, they realized that they struck gold because they decided that they're going to release Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas. So they said days later, they said, you know what? We're just going to do that with every other film right. in 2021. So mm-hmm. starting this Christmas with Wonder Woman, which is Correct. like a huge tentpole movie for Warner Brothers. Yeah, you this know? was like, I mean, Warner, Wonder Woman 1 was uh, a pretty successful movie. Yeah. Um, and, and it was sandwiched in between the Marvel verse, right? So right. like Marvel's pumping out these like, you know, they're li- they literally like spit up and they make billions of dollars. <laughs> And then nobody, like the, nobody and, expected Wonder Woman to be no, a hit. No, you know, and and you had like the likable Chris Pine, you had um Gal Gadot, and it, it was just a good it was a good mix. Um mm-hmm. and you were and especially and you when you saw the second the trailer for Wonder Woman, you're like, Okay, so Chris Pine's alive, that's great. What's happening here? Yeah. And then COVID happened and it's like it had so much momentum and then it stopped and I, hopefully it can pick up again on Christmas, which is, you know, and, and you're right. This is like, that's like the first part of this article is like Wonder Woman's coming um, Christmas day, 1984. Yeah. It, and it, I, it's that's huge. 
I think it's going to be good incentive for people to just stay home on Christmas Day and just watch a movie, right? And yeah. and finally, Warner Brothers said, you know what? You're all fucking stupid. Here's Wonder Woman 1984. Stay the hell home, all right? <laughs> so <laughs> what else do you want, people? But no, anyway. I mean, and so it pretty, pretty much. Yeah, so Wonder Woman 1984, and then we're going into the first one in the slate from 2021. Correct, yeah. Um, so now in 2021, it's this is called The Little Things. It's starring Denzel Washington. Um, apparently, he's investigating the serial killer and the sit terrorizing the city of Angeles. So, um, All right, Rami so Malek's in this one too. So we have Denzel and Rami Malek. Oh wow! Yeah, so That's I mean, look, and this would this probably wouldn't you know probably make a lot of money in theaters, right? So this is kind of perfect for a HBO yeah. Max release. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people can. And this is a movie you probably want to drink a little bit, you know, have a little recreational activities in your household and watch this movie because it's very reminiscent to what people do on Netflix, which is binge forensic files, binge true crime right. shows. This this is, seems like a perfect late night, Friday night, Saturday night movie mm-hmm. um, to to watch. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up on the slate, anything else you want? You guys want to add, or did I kind of no, wrap that up? No, no, just perfect. Um, the next yeah. one is. Tom and Jerry, and I don't know how I feel about this. Um, it's coming out March 5th, and this is an animated kind of hybrid um, movie that very reminiscent of Sonic, you know, um, I, I imagine. I didn't see Sonic. I think you saw Sonic, Manny, right? Yeah, you know, and I liked it. I really liked yeah. it. No. It seemed like it was better, and especially because I remember when the first Sonic trailer came out, and we're like, what is this yeah. demonic creature? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, okay, this kind of looks like Sonic now. You know, you know how I felt when I saw that very first Sonic trailer, and we saw how atrocious Sonic looked? You remember that scene? Why did he have teeth? Like- yeah, you remember, <laughs> you remember that scene in The Godfather where they kill Sonny, and then Guido mm. Corleone... He goes and takes Sonny to the uh, mortuary and he takes him to the, the, the you know, the, the, the guy who goes and he's going to clean him up. And, and it was, uh, I think, a medical bonacera, right? He takes it to him and he goes and they uncover him. And of course, Sonny's all shot up. He has bullet holes all over him. And for the, and you know, the entire time, you've always known Vito Corleone as to being like a very stoic guy. And then for a moment, he's like breaking down. He's like, <sighs> Look what they did to my boy. That's Sonny, man. You know, that's that's how I felt when I saw Sonic. Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> yeah, that would be like if <laughs> if Mario, like Nintendo came out with a Mario that looked nothing like Mario. I'd be like, yeah. okay. You know, like, you kind of like, you know, they're making a Super Mario Brothers movie, and all of a sudden, Luigi is fucking John Leguizamo, okay? <laughs> Damn it. You, okay, you, you stole my reference. I was going to say, yeah, and Mario <laughs> is, uh, what's his name? Bob, Bob, uh, was it Bob Haskins? Uh, Bob no, Haskins no, no. Actually, uh, oh, okay. All no, right. Bob had, that was, was it Bob Haskins? Bob Haskins. And so, but if you want to. Yeah, yeah they played Mario. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. If you somehow want to convince me that Bob Haskins and John Leguizamo are brothers, no. Okay? <laughs> I mean, so what, but could I convince you that Dennis Hopper was King Koopa? You yeah, know? that's right. Jeez, but you know, uh, <laughs> and but anyway, go- and the Goombas anyway, had tiny heads, anyway, and, not, and, and they're not mushroom heads. Tom and Jerry, all okay. right. So anyway, yeah. I grew up being a Tom and Jerry fan, right? I was an I'm an '80s kid, so I grew up watching Tom and Jerry. Um, I you know big fan of them. The movie I remember when they finally released the Tom and Jerry movie. It was weird because they spoke, you know, and that was kind of strange to us. But anyway. This here is kind of 
uh, kind of in the same vein of like Roger Rabbit, which is live action mixed in with cell animation. Mm-hmm. Pretty but, much. Hey, Roger Rabbit set it, the mold, it, it's, right? It's essentially uh, Space Jam. Okay. But it's Tom and Jerry who live in the real world. So anyway, so I saw the trailer. And at it first, like I said, at first, like I said, I kind of had like the same reaction as like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> where I'm like, this is going to be terrible, right? You just, this is going to be the nail in the coffin for Paramount, right? But I saw the movie and I was pleasantly surprised and I really, really enjoyed it. And I took Violet, my seven year old, to watch it as well. And she very much enjoyed it. So when I got home and I saw the trailer for Tom and Jerry, I showed it to her. She says, I want to see this. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, so, Maybe we're not the target audience, but you know, if it if if she enjoys it, and I have a decent enough time watching it with her, then it served its purpose. And I, you're probably I, I, more I, likely to watch it now since I, it's on HBO Max. Exactly, and I I think yeah. that's where like we saw the Trolls model right in this yeah. year, where it was the number one uh, most pre-ordered movie ever, and this and that. And it's because, look, if you look at you know Spotify, I came up with their you know yearly they do this like their top you know everybody has their top streamers whatever if you look at the top most streamed things in my house it's a little baby bum because that's what my <laughs> son watches so yeah. it's every parent has their cheat code and some it's this is it's gonna be tom and jerry this year you know they're gonna play it it's gonna be like oh my god watch this cat and mouse have fun you know you you want to Having your kids be entertained is a huge part of your life. Kids will watch those films over and over. One hundred percent, yeah, exactly. And my my son, who's barely fifteen months, he hasn't found that movie where it's on repeat yet. Yeah. Um, and well, luckily, we missed the Frozen stage for now until there's Frozen yeah. three or Frozen six yeah. or nine yeah. or Frozen fifteen. Yeah. You know, but, but Elsa's anyway. in her eighties now. But but, but anyway, uh, Tom and Jerry, I feel like it's. I mean, like at least that, that I know of, it's not huge. You know, as far as the kids. Um, so I don't, I don't see a lot of kids, like if it was just going to be released in theaters, like yeah, a lot of it, just no, behind it, you know, so I don't, I'm not sure it would have been a hit for Warner brothers. Um, but then again, the Yogi bear movie, I said the same thing and it turned out to be somewhat of a hit. Uh, but you know, I think the fact that it, like Alex said, the fact that it's going to be released on HBO max, it, everybody's just going to be like, well, it's there, it's available. So let's watch mm-hmm. it. And it might surprise everybody. I, I I think so too. Um, and, and as I mentioned, it's a movie. The movies, the way that they're going to release them, they're only going to be streaming for thirty days. Only made available for thirty days, right? Which means you have to watch them within that time frame, yeah. and then they be gone until you're able to buy it on iTunes or whatever, and then on Blu-ray. So I think if if it holds up, if a lot of people like it within those thirty days, the chances are the kids are going to want to get it on Blu-ray later on. I, I think you have a point there. Um, the next one that's coming out on March 12th, 2021 is The Many Saints of Newark. Mm-hmm. It is Take my money. My, Michael Gandolfini playing the younger version of his late father. Yeah, that's right. So this is a prequel to Sopranos, right? Which I am a huge fan of. Um, you know, I when I found out that they were going to make this and then it was already casted Michael Gandolfini on it, I'm like, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but I think this will probably get a lot more people to watch it as well. I don't think, I don't think it's something that a lot of people would go out and see in theaters in the first place, unless there's like really good word of mouth, but yeah. And, and this is a C and this, and I, cool. I don't know. I you know. And it, it, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a movie, obviously. Um, John Bernthal, Ray Liotta. I think it would actually have done pretty well in theaters. Okay. And, and you know, and, and like, for its for what it is, it wouldn't have been you know, 
it'd probably be top five. You know, like that's what I'm thinking. Like in in the box office, you know, it, it's. But I do feel it can have like a cult following now. Yeah, it would, it, it would have it would have made a cool like forty million dollars at the box office. Yeah, like it wouldn't yeah. have been impressive, but it would have been enough to where I think it would have broke even, made some people some money, yeah. um, and gotten Michael Gandolfini the like the acclaim that he's probably looking for with this kind of work. What do you right. think? No, I, I I was looking forward to it when it was announced. I'm a huge fan of The Sopranos. Uh, to tell the story of of uh, Tony Soprano and in you know the early years and all the different things that they they talked about and alluded to in the show, this would have been great to see it play out in this way. In terms of of the financial success of the movie, I, I think it would have done okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have broken box office records, but I think as as Brandon said, it would have made some people some money and 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 definitely developed a cult following, right? Uh, so. You know, and if anything, again, kind of just going back to the same theme, more even more people, I think, are going to get to watch it because of its release. So this falls into that category of perfect film for for a situation like this. Um, yeah, and I I do think they probably would have like as the release date got approached, they would have had a lot of trailers with Ray Liotta, yeah. and with John Burns. Like those are people that you recognize him from the walking dead Ray Liotta from just everything in the last like 35 years. Right, so right. Um, those, those are pretty popular people um, that you recognize. Yep. Agreed. I thought man, he was going to say something good. It looked like he just had a sneeze. Um, <laughs> the next movie coming out is reminiscence on April 16th, 2021. This, Oh, and by the way, before that, the many things of Newark is a cinema, new line cinema co-production mm-hmm. um, and HBO films. So Reminiscence is starring Hugh Jackman as Nicholas Nick Bannister, a solitary figure living in a near future Miami on the brink of ruin. So 2023 Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. The, uh, um, now, the- just by reading this, I have zero interest in watching this in theaters. Does he have claws? Does he? Is there, no, is he, looks super, in he looks super. He looks super emo you know, I, in this in this marketing shot. I probably won't watch it because you know uh, because fuck Florida. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um, it's starring Thandie Newton, Daniel Wu, um, Cliff Curtis. It's a mind bending dark thriller. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Again, I'll give it a go. It's, a <laughs> it's, it's Friday night. You got nothing was that, else to do. Was that a snore, Manny? Get some pizza and, and watch. Uh, you know, what's it called I mean, again? I mean, it's if called I, Reminiscence. If, I mean, Reminiscence. If, even if the I, name sucks. I mean, if I went, it does, through, not a good every, name. I, if I mean, if I went through like every episode of like the floor is lava and like there's nothing else to watch, then yeah, maybe. That's true. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, all right, here's one. Speaking of hot topic. Godzilla versus Kong, May twenty first, twenty twenty one. That is a movie that with release in theaters, I would have thrown so so much. No, this oh, this would have been a um, yeah. a massive uh, IMAX three D event. It would have been like yeah, it would have been it was so outrageous. Yeah. Um, and what what it have been good? Maybe, maybe, maybe. you know. Look, because it, here's it, the thing: it would have been I, it would have been I, this. You know, I. Yeah. I I I really I was pleasantly surprised at how good a, a coal uh, what is it Kong Skull Island mm-hmm. right? oh yeah I it, liked it it turned out to be I... a fun movie you yep. know okay just to give you a little bit of story on that so 
that movie came out around the same time that the Beauty and the Beast live action movie came out, right? I, I guess this one I watched. I, yeah, I think I think Kong Skull Island was released maybe like a week before that or something. So anyway, my wife and I we had a movie night and we were gonna watch a movie. And I was very excited about the Beauty and the Beast movie because I think Beauty and the Beast is my favorite in the whole like Disney Renaissance. It's a, it's, Beauty right? and the Beast is a great movie. It's, it's a really well done movie, right? And I'm a big fan, you know, this and that. You know, I'm a big fan. I, I love movies about Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, so, you know, it, it, you know, like, you know, Big Harry Dude gets a chick. Uh, of course, she's like, you know, enslaved, but whatever. And anyway, but listen. And he just likes that a, watching, sh- a short guy was able to have an, uh, a, a princess daughter. I'm watching. I'm, yeah. wa- I'm watching Beauty and the Beast, and about halfway through the movie, and it was a packed theater right there in Monrovia. And I leaned over to my wife and I said, "This movie fucking sucks, dude." And like some chick like next to me, she's like, Shh. I'm "Like shut up, bitch." You know, like this movie sucks. And and I was so pissed. Because I was this close to just saying, you know what? Screw it. Let's just watch oh, Kong Skull Island instead. So months later, I saw Kong Skull Island. And I was and I got so angry because I'm like, I should have watched that fucking movie instead of Beauty and the Beast. Because that was um, Tom Hiddleston's in that movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, Samuel Jackson is in it. Uh, it's a good movie. John C. Riley. There, there's a lot of, and it is, it was good. I liked the first Godzilla. I didn't care so much for the second one. Uh, but, uh, it's a uh, King of Monsters, right? I was but, so yeah. disappointed about that movie. To like, bring, oh, so goddamn, disappointed watching that movie. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 as a kid, I was a huge fan of the Godzilla films. You know, the the, the weekend sh- uh, uh, showings that they would have here, and you know, Channel Five or Channel Nine, one of the local independent channels. And uh, so, anyway, the films. The first one I thought was great. Second one was a, a bit of a disappointment. But to bring Godzilla and Kong together, yeah, I, I, I was there. I was there, and I didn't give a shit how good or bad it was going to be. I was going to watch it. And this is the same Kongverse as the movie with Jack Black and all them, right? I think it's part of that same universe, or is it now a different? I I think it's a different one. I think different it's the one universe. With, I think it's the one with uh, uh, Skull Island. Yeah. Right, so, um, uh, yeah, you, you just never know where they're gonna go with the how far they go back with the Kong stuff. I'm just wondering. This one's gonna be good though. I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm, about I'm, it. I'm just so. wondering if uh, uh, what's his face uh, from Ferris Bueller. What's his name? Um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. I just wonder if Matthew Broderick is going to come back in. Uh, you got to bring him back somehow, right? No. Because because no. I, I I generally had a better time watching the Roland Emmerich Godzilla than I did King of Monsters. <laughs> that that Godzilla was he just looked so weird. He didn't even look like Godzilla. He had <laughs> he like this like little snout. Yeah. But anyways, let's let's move on. So okay. Um, next one. Oh, and this one's also starring Millie Bobby Brown from. Um, Stranger Things and Alexander Sarsgaard and the Sarsgaard family is all just, they just pump out awesome actors. Um, so yeah. I, that's going to be a fun movie if it ended no. on HBO max, just to give you a quick uh, thing, a little side story related to that. So Ken Watanabe's character in uh, Kong and King of monsters. Right. And there's a scene where like all of a sudden the monsters are going to start fighting and there's a shot on uh, Ken Watanabe and he says, should they're like, should we stop him? And he's like, no, 
let them fight. Right. <laughs> and that to me was actually pretty cool. And then I remembered that part because now because of the elections, there's a lot of infighting between the Republicans and people are like, should we do something? There's like a little civil war going on between the Republicans. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I, to be honest, if you want to take that route, I think Republicans can have that same conversation about Democrats too. There's a lot of in civil wars between the parties. Um, yeah, there will, there will be. It'll be so it's, it'll be, isn't it beautiful be to be funny. an American right now? Yeah, it'll be. It'll be um, all right, well, I'm not, gonna I'm gonna lump these two next movies together yeah, because I, I kind of because I, I kind of feel they're gonna not be great. I, I don't think we have to talk about it, each one of them in full detail. No, no, I, I these are two that we don't need to, and okay. that's why I made a decision. The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It, mm. June 4th, 2021. And then there's In the Heights. This is the ad- film adaptation of the Lin-Manuel Miranda play, um, the Broadway Sensation play. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going <laughs> to lump these two together. And I think the nerd lot might pass no, on these. I, I'm not going to pass up on the Gondrian because no, those are Gondrian, actually, Yeah, those, those are, are great Okay, films. okay, okay. Those, so, those are no. I'm, we're not going to talk a huge deal of it right now, but I'm just saying I actually enjoy those movies. Um, and, and Patrick Wilson is always good. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't know. I would honestly. I think that's a movie I wouldn't have gone to move, the movie theater to watch it though. I think that's something that I need to watch like in the privacy of my home and like just to be able to focus on the movie. That's that's fair. Um, and I think kind of I, I think Space Jam, the new legacies, you can fall right into that category as well. I don't know if it would have done great in the theaters, but I think it's going to do much better at home. Um, you know, this is LeBron's turn to take on the aliens. So <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how this movie is going to do. Was the first Space Jam, Space Jam really that much of a hit? I don't, yeah, it, it's, a cult, it's a cult yeah, classic. It's a cult, it's yeah, a cult classic. I no, release. I don't think it was like a mega hit. No, it? no, no, no. Um, I, I don't think it 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 um it blew it blew anybody away it, in the it theaters. Was a giant product though, though. Like it was just everywhere. It was almost like they were launching like a new Coca Cola flavor or something, right? It was just everywhere. Space Jam, the toys. Space Jam, this. Then you had fucking R. Kelly talking about he could fly and shit right before he went off to piss on fourteen year olds. But anyway, the you know it wasn't a huge hit. I, I don't think so. Um, no, I you know it wasn't like competitive, you know. But it made it, two hundred and thirty become... million. The mass- on an eighty eighty million dollar budget. That's so Matt, not bad, you know, but you got to pay Michael Jordan and FYG. I, I believe that was the total total gross. Yeah, and I'm sure MJ made like 20 that, million that, that, that he made. So, but but you know, think of all the think of all the merchandising. Yeah, that's that's, that's a key, right? If they can make money off of any of that, then that's that's what they're going to do. And I think this would have been big, especially now. You probably, you know, there's more markets now that are that are into basketball, China, et cetera, that that would have really it, it, been it into it. It probably would have done decently on opening nights. Um, I imagine yeah. just because you probably would have had like NBA players at these, you know, um, this is a very celebrity-ish movie, right? You know, so. Um, okay, I'm I'm reading on Wikipedia. Sorry, I'm reading because uh, you know Wikipedia tells no lies. Hmm. In merchandise course. alone, they made page six, edited by Alex Munoz as of five six, minutes ago. No, <laughs> six billion in total revenue Ooh. with respect to merchandise. So again, you want to talk about whether it was big or not? There's your number right there. All right. Yeah. I- okay. So and War- yeah, Warner Brothers. Uh, they are the brand they are today, thanks to Space Jam. Yep. Um, well, so they good. Are the, they are the brand they are today because of those damn movies with. Clint Eastwood and the orangutan. All right. Yeah. It right. is true. 
That is true. Um, the next movie coming out, and by the way, that's slated for, to come out on July 16, 2021, my 36th birthday. Which um, one? A new Clint Eastwood movie with a Clint, uh, ring of 10? Yes, um, <laughs> a Space Jam Clint Eastwood version <laughs> where he's actually his own character from uh, – what was the last movie he was in? Uh, anyways, let's just move on for that. Um, the Suicide Squad. This is now James Gunn version of the Suicide Squad, August 6, 2021. This has a lot um, of anticipation. Uh, this would have been a massive theater release. So is this a continuation of the a previous one, or is yes. this, a, this not a total reboot? No. It is not a, not a total reboot. It's more of like a makeover. Yeah, I think okay. it's, it's basically like they're, they're, they're not discounting the other one. They're just – it's going to continue however – they're going to just hopefully use it in a way where like they're heading a different direction with it and try to relaunch and kind of hopefully everybody kind of forgets about the other one. So, okay. so essentially what they're doing is they're bringing back Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman and Jai Courtney, but they're also like, so it's a suicide squad, but 20% are back with a new team. But mm-hmm. obviously Margot Robbie's back. So everybody's like, okay, well, if she's in it, I'm, I'm, there because mm-hmm. she's a familiar face um idris elba J- john cena alice braga nathan fillion who i love um and there's this movie is loaded it's loaded with talent so um this is going to be this is going to be an interesting one to see how uh, how it does um you know one thing i'm kind of thinking of is warner brothers going to be, or is HBO Max going to be like upfront with these numbers that they're going to like, how are we going to judge these metrics on how these movies do? I, I don't know that they're going to be. And that, that is one of the issues that directors and actors now are starting to raise because of the participation points right. That they have the deals that are very structured in such a way that it's hard enough for, for these actors to get uh, these additional monies because the numbers are often, you know, kind of played with a little bit. Now it's going to become even harder. Yeah, a lot right? of actors, a lot of the way that they're trying to keep the budget low is that instead of paying an actor up front 20 to $25 million to be in the movie, they'll just say, okay, we'll give you $5 million and but you get a certain percentage of the back end. Right. right? So that's how, that's how Robert Downey Jr. made his mega bucks, man. He, was, he said, hey, all right, cool, let's do it like this, but you make, give me a certain amount from the box office receipts. Um, so that's, that's what it is. So I think a lot of actors, they're going to be like, uh, what, you know? So, but I think I know I, here's the thing, this isn't going to, at least them, they're not saying that this is going to be the new norm, right? That's what they're telling us at least right now. They're just saying that at least for 2021 and then things will kind of go back to the way things are. Will it? I don't, I don't know, but at least we'll just pretend that things are, only within that year. Right. What, what, what's, what, what was the one we were just talking about? Space Suicide Jam? Squad. No, Suicide that was Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. And so, um, and it can fall, the next one falls in the same category is Dune, October 20, October 1st, 2021. Um, this is supposed to be, you know, this is a highly anticipated one as well. Yep. Oster Isaac is in it. Um, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Javier, oh, Jesus, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Stellan Sarsgaard. There's just, this is like, 
Oz, this would be, this would have benefited from a um, box office release, but it's, you know, it's like. See, I was a big fan of the original Dune. I I, I love the film. I I still watch it. I catch it whenever I I can. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like this, some of these movies take moment, they need momentum, right? Yeah. And I feel like this one kind of would need momentum and order. And is 30 days enough? You know, here's the thing. I think um, this might work because a lot of people who would have not have seen it in the movie theater, they're going to get it. They're going to be exposed to it. They're just going to be like, all right, since I'm not paying extra for it, I'm going to give it a chance. And if it ends up being really good, then these are the same people who may um, end up once it's released in like on Blu-ray or 4K or whatever, they might just buy it or they will rent it again. Like a couple of months later, it'll be available on, on iTunes or video on demand and they'll want to rent it again. You know what I mean? So there's there's money going to be made. I think these, these movies will make their money some way, somehow. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, well, let's not um, take for granted the money-making abilities of HBO and, and Warner Brothers. Yeah. And like, keep in mind, man, think of all the brand new uh, subscriptions Yeah, because they're smart. They're, they're not going to release all the movies at the same time. It's going to be rollouts, right? And they're only going to be available for a limited time. So it's not like a person can wait all the way to August, get get it for a month and watch all of them within a month. You know, uh, they're just going to have to keep the service on. You're, you're not going to be a subscriber for a single month. You're going to be yeah. a subscriber now for right. a while. And, no, it was and, a Disney Plus thing. Like, we know you're going to subscribe to The Mandalorian, and, but you know. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, they also don't have the trial period anymore. Right. Get away with the trial period. So none of that bullshit. Right. You want it. You want you want the month. You got to pay for it. Right. So uh, there ain't no trial period for a movie well, ticket. Luck, you either luck, want it or you don't. Luckily, I was able to get it in September where there was no trial period. You just automatically pay for the first month right away. And so I got 12 months for eleven ninety nine. So I'm good until next September. That nice. a boy. Nice. Yeah, um, I pay for it with who I pay for it through Hulu. That's where I got my HBO Max. So yeah, I think I was talking to my sister the other day. They have the AT and T cell phone service. So AT and T, AT and T owns HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Guess what? Anybody who has AT and T cell phone service has HBO Max. So it, it's, it helps because you can't make any phone calls with that network. So you might as well be able to stream um, movies. <laughs> um, the next movie we got, I it's um, it's called King Richard. It's with Will Smith. He plays the father okay. of Venus Next. and Serena Williams. Next. I have Move zero on. interest to watch Next. this movie. What's, what was after that? Uh, Matrix 4, December 22nd, Ooh. 2021. The fourth installment of this Matrix trilogy where a lot of people want to think about it as a single movie, <laughs> a standalone movie, but there are two others. Yep, sorry. Um, uh, and this is, this is going to be a big year for um, Keanu. Oh, this is going to be a big year for Keanu. <laughs> well, I get you know. In all fairness, decade for Keanu. In all yeah. fairness, it was supposed to be the Matrix Four and Bill and Ted and another movie. It was, it was supposed to be like his, and I think he was supposed to be like Adam Warlock too. Like so, he was going to play like a lot of these people, and then it just kind of got spaced out. So it's been a, quite a decade for Keanu. Let's put it. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. Like Keanu's he's, he's had a, it. He's quite, had pretty quite good. a run. Yes. So this he one is, a, this is a must, this is going to make money 
anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter. Uh, the Matrix is coming. They they can just throw. It can be on a, t- a uh, fucking toilet stream and make money. Here's here's what here's the point we were making earlier is is subscribe to H- HBO Max. You you do it for a month to catch a particular film or a couple of months, and then you say. Ah, uh, you know, the next two months, the slate isn't going to be so great. Maybe you do stop the service. Unlikely, but it's possibility. Something like The Matrix makes you jump right back in. 100%. Like you can, for example, like Dune comes out October 1st and Suicide Squad comes out August 6th. So yeah. you may get two months there. You skip um, November for King Richard and you come right back for um, yeah. The Matrix 4. That's exactly uh, it. Let's, let's not forget that it's not just the movies that they're going to be releasing. There's a ton of other content as well. Yeah, there's and there's four there's movies probably, on here we don't have release yeah. dates for. There, there's probably tons of other like original movies that were specifically may, be made for HBO Max anyway, plus like TV shows and whatever they have going on. So they're, they're going to be rolling out. I mean, yeah. you also get all the all of HBO. You get um all of their series. So if you like, there's a Bill lot Mar, of great shows. Like, yeah, I mean, and now I'm just talking about the political shows, but there's so many shows oh. there. Yeah. Um. So there's four movies that have don't have release dates yet. It's Judas and the Black Messiah, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Oh, I'm sorry, five movies: Malignant and Cry Macho. All of those movies don't have release dates yet. So those are all going to be added to the 2021's calendar. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's, you know, and Cry Macho's Clint Eastwood. Malignant is um, James Wan, uh, and he directed movies like Saw and Insidious, The First Two Conjurings, um, Those Who Wish Me Dead. And that is, that you looks are, like it's... You are forgetting two of the bigger ones on that. Well, actually, you did mention one of them, but uh, one of the bigger ones in there, like one of the most anticipated movies, I think, and especially if you are a fan of director Denis Villeneuve, right? If you're a big fan of movies like Sicario, um, Arrival, Prisoners, uh, what's the other one? Um, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were waiting for Dune. No, oh, we mentioned yeah. Dune. We talked about it. Yeah. They did? Yes. Yeah. That's okay, man. Oh, shit. It's 2020, yes. man. It's, it's, I, yes. I, I, I think it must have been when I was clipping my toenails, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned it, um, uh, Oster Isaac, and yeah, it, it's definitely going to be like this is going to be great. Like, for example, like you can see, you can see how it is, right? It's um, Conjuring in June, In the Heights in uh, June as well. So they're like, yeah, you're not going to care about In the Heights, but you probably care about the Conjuring. So you'll right. subscribe. Space Jam in July will keep you there. Suicide Squad in August will keep you in August. Dune in October, you know you're subscribing in October, so maybe we lit, we skip September. Okay. But reality, who's going to cancel September? They know you're not. You're just not. You're not. So you're in. They're driving traffic. So so let's talk about the the the, the issue that that uh, you know brought us here, right? The decision to to put this slate of films, it's very controversial. It it it, it you know People are rising up, and it's like, oh, is this the death of movie theaters, et cetera? Um, and 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 there's you know there's a lot to unpack there, but but I think my personal opinion is it's a great thing. It it it's you know there's there's what I see peaks and valleys. I mean we we went through it as we were talking about the movies. Some of the movies absolutely this deserves a uh, a release in the big screen, but we're not going to get it, so we have to take what we can get. And then there's other films where it's like, yeah, I don't think I'd watch it, but now that it's on HBO Max. I'll give it a shot. And 
they're driving the, the key is they're driving traffic to their you know to, to, to the streaming service that's that's a, that's a key Ab- above everything else man that's a key so yeah. it, be- it becomes a place where you go to get film and this other content you were making the point earlier about other things that are on there you know not not just the current shows but there's a massive library that hbo has i don't know if yeah. you've been on the site recently but i mean the, all the curb your enthusiasm the stuff the you know if if you go all the back older South than Park that Gary Shandling. yeah i mean it's massive you know films and some great shows you know and i i, I yeah. think to your point like you know they can they can release a show or a movie on a network and you know let's say instead of paying 20 bucks for a movie you can pay 25 bucks for a movie and you and your family all see it. It's 25 bucks a flat or even 30 bucks. You know, I'm just going to continue to up the price until you feel that you, you don't want to pay it. You don't have to drive. You don't have to park. You don't yep. have to eat. You can drink at home. You know, there's, and like I was telling you guys, TV prices are cheaper than ever. Home theaters are getting better. Like, yep. so you can kind of recreate this experience. It's minus the IMAX minus you know, some of the awesome minus the camaraderie. If you that thing, you cannot be replicated at home. The going into the theater and seeing and being a part of the Avengers Endgame experience cannot be replicated at home. Going to the theater and seeing Super Bad in 2003 and laughing my ass off, it's going to be very tough to be, you know, in a theater environment. However, the social media aspect of it changes it you know you can see a movie and then go on the internet and immediately go on reddit go on facebook go on instagram go on twitter and talk about people and and talk people who've seen the movie so it 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 changes it and i think these companies are starting to move towards that like Uh, i agree listen listen i'll I'll make this analogy uh the company i work for it's a major entertainment company right um and and one of the things that they often said is we want to compete with the Apples and the Googles and and, 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 and Facebooks for talent, right? And and I, I always said that if you want to do that, if you truly want to compete, you'd have to change some of your things. One of the things would be working from home, right? And, and unfortunately, my company is made up of a bunch of old schoolers who don't believe in the working from home or certainly didn't before all of this. Yeah, I think that changed a lot of people's opinions in 2020, so, including the CEO for the company exactly, I work for. Exactly. So so one, one thing I said, one of the things I said is either two things have to happen. Either these people all have to go, you know, up and retire, or two, there has to be just like a major event that has to happen that would show them that it's feasible and possible to work from home. Well, here we are, right? This happens. And now they agree. They agree because they have been forced to work from home and they see all the benefits. Now, there are some people that still miss the office, whether it's to get away from their kids, to get away from their significant other, or simply to what, break whatever up excuse monotony. you put in that column. Yeah, what, what, whatever. Yeah, exactly. The point is that there's always going to be people that want to see film in a movie theater. Right. But I think the majority of the people are going to realize that, wait a minute, I can have all the benefits of seeing a great film at home. With a great, you know, sound system and 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 what have you, and not have all the other hassles, I, I, I'm going to do this. So I, I don't think this is a death of movie theaters by any means, mm-hmm. but these large chain ones are are definitely in trouble, if not completely 
going to be completely gone. I, the boutique yeah. theaters, et cetera, the ones that show off, you know, have one or two screens tops and, and show a movie for a few days, maybe a week. Those are going to remain because there's always going to be an audience for that. I, I think you're 100% right on there. I think the AMCs, the archives of the world are in trouble because nobody wants to spend 20, 30 bucks at a theater anymore. Um, I also feel yeah. Um, yeah. that like, you know, Disney and Warner Brothers and Apple, they're going to be able to hit you with prompt ads oh, that yeah. they would not be able to do at the movie theater. Because they have your email address, they have your purchase history, they have all this stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, you'll be able to watch this movie and get hit with a targeted ad and be like, as soon as the movie ends, beginning, middle, whatever, and be like, yep, I, I'm, I'm hooked, I'm going to buy it. You know, so it's very subliminal, very subtle, very clever, very smart, and very of what the trend is right now, you know? You made the point earlier about... Uh making their money the you know whatever whatever anybody is saying about well they're not going to make as much at the box office anymore there's going to be you know less revenue they'll figure out a way to make money <laughs> the movies do. the movie the movie you know the, the the disney and warner brothers and paramount and sony and everybody else is going to figure out a way to make their money who will suffer probably is going to be these big actors who are making the 20 million or 15 million a film they're, they're not going to do that anymore. That's probably not going to happen. And of course they're upset, but you know, what can I tell you? Right. Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And, and here we are. And I don't, I don't believe that this is going to be a short-term thing. Like Warner brothers is saying, I think this is going to be, this is it. This is you don't, it. You don't make this decision and then go back in the box. No, heck no, not at all. This is all. now you're going to see a, a few slated releases for worldwide release, and then you're going to get the rest of them streaming. You're yep. probably also going to get like what Disney did with Mulan. Yep. Um, I, I think that was a pure test scenario there with the Mulan and Premiere. And I think that they found out like, well, I think this could work for a different movie. I think we can make a ton of money for a different movie. And I think it was a, it was a good test for Mulan. But yep. once Disney comes up with whatever movie they get and that's the that's the method too right so so yeah like this is not going to be um a a short-term thing it's going to be a long-term solution um and these no matter what these companies are going to make money and we'll we'll just figure out the next way to Mm -hmm. suck the teeth so we can get their content Um, exactly um so let's let's move on to the next topic we're going to talk about, which is show recommendations before we hop on to the Mandalorian and get on the razor crest and mess with little baby Grogu. The name's, the name's working. It's growing on me. It's Grogu-ing <laughs> on me. <laughs> um, so let's flip it over to Manny before he falls asleep on us. Uh, we're going, Manny, what show do you have to recommend to the fans of the nerd lot right now? All right, so the one that I started watching last night, you know, we were, uh, my wife and I, we were kind of flipping through stuff. And, you know, we find ourselves watching a lot more stuff on Prime Video now instead of Netflix, I find. You know, I think uh, Prime Video technically tends to have a lot more like grown up oriented content, I guess, you know. If I may, real quick, better content. Terrible functionality, terrible UI. It's awful. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. the UI is it, it's disgusting. 
But anyways, continue. Netflix has the, probably the best UI in all of all and yeah. Disney+. Plus. You see, here's the thing. Netflix, they're known for just throwing a shitload of money out there and just producing content like galore and just putting it out there, right? So maybe you get about 10% gems on Netflix and everything and then like eight, like 80% filler and then like 10% just like just I don't know what the hell's on there, right? But I think Prime Video they're doing a better job at like there's less stuff, but they're doing a better job as far as like the quality that they're putting out there. Um you know, especially because you know Prime they're not really I guess their streaming is not really their bread and butter anyway. I feel like it's just kind of like extra on the side from the billions and billions of dollars that they, they make from like shipping stuff out to your home. Right. But I think, um, so anyway, we started watching hunters starring Al Pacino and Logan Lerman. Mm. Now hunters takes place in 1977, you know, and funny enough at the very beginning of the episode, well, not at the very beginning, but like towards the beginning of the episode, our, our main character, Logan Lerman, he's walking out of the cinema with his friends and they had just finished watching a screening of Star Wars in 1977. And, you know, so it's a conversation about Star Wars. But anyway, long story short, his our you know, it's right at the beginning, like our protagonist, he he's home. He lives with his grandmother, Jewish, uh, who's a uh, survivor from the Holocaust. And somebody he witnesses somebody murder his grandmother. So, but there's something bigger than that. Turns out that the grandmother, she's involved in something where, let's just say there is in 1977, there was a crew of Holocaust survivors who are involved with other people and they hunt down Nazis, criminal, like, like war criminal Nazis who reside in the United States and they hunt them down to kill them. It's like inglorious bastards, but like a smaller version. And in America, it's not like, it's not like it's more of a poppy version of, I'm going to say a movie like Munich, Mm. even Spielberg's Munich, which is essentially like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they, so they go and they, they hunt down Nazis, people who like, they personally say like, okay, my God, when I was in the concentration camp, you were a, a colonel there and you were a goddamn murderer. And now they hunt them down kind of thing. You know, hey, what's, what's scary is this is scary. complaining from me. So what's scary about this, it kind of shows you that there really were, and probably are still like a few Nazis left over. Like, like oh, absolutely. You know, you know, they, whoever couldn't make it to Argentina ended up over here, but uh, you know, this yeah, anyway, they're in Charlottesville. Yeah, so that's that's yeah, and then they wear stupid little red caps now, right? But they, um, you know, that's a show in a nutshell. So it's it, the, the first episode is about an hour and a half long, and it's Logan Lerman's uh, journey and becoming part of this team who's ran by Al Pacino. Al Pacino plays an old Jewish man who is also a Holocaust survivor, who it was a friend, was actually in a camp with the grandmother who's now passed away. Mm-hmm. And I so, heard of the show. Yeah, so the character he finds out that the grandmother was actually part of that crew who helped investigate and hunt down Nazis. Nice. Yeah, so it's really well done, guys. It, it's, uh, it's I'm telling you, it's really, really well done, and it's just gonna hook you in there. And I found myself saying towards the end of the episode to my wife, I'm like, "This is a good fucking show," you know. <laughs> so I gotta get the I gotta tell the guys about this one because who doesn't want, like a good show with Al Pacino where they kill, hunt, and kill Nazis? 
Yep. Yep. I mean, the, only, the only good Nazi is a dead one, in my opinion. So that show is, is really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you look with the last name Rosenthal, you're always going to win me over with your killing some Nazis. Okay. So um, always for it, um, especially if it's done in the right context. Which Excellent. seems like this show is going to be. Uh, and what what uh what this on Amazon you said? Uh, yeah, on Prime Video. Yeah. All right. Nice. Okay. So Amazon Prime. Alex, how about you, man? Uh, Netflix. Jumping back over to Netflix, the show that I'm recommending this uh, this time around is Away. It's mm, okay. uh, Hillary uh, uh, Swank. Uh, plays an astronaut who is uh, assigned the task of leading a team to Mars for the purpose, of course, of colonization. Uh, in, in this particular show, she's going to lead the team there. They're going to spend a year on Mars uh, and then and then come back. But, of course, it's all the challenges of getting there. It's a first manned uh, uh, attempt to, to land on Mars. And, of course, it is about all the challenges and issues uh, that one would encounter uh, on this trip. Now, if everything goes as planned, the, the show would be pretty boring. So be prepared for every episode to have something, you know, kind of go wrong, right? Or, or, or some challenge back at home, what have you. But, uh, but every episode just kind of brings you in closer to their mission, to their purpose. Uh, it, it's very well done. She does a, a fantastic job as the, 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 the crew leader. And uh, unfortunately, uh, th- th- this is something that you need to know. It's only 10 episodes. But it looks like Netflix has already canceled it uh, uh, for, for a season two. Uh, they didn't cancel it because of lack of viewership. Uh, it, it did quite well there. Uh, it was just simply like everything else, right? Cost and, and, and some other challenges in, yeah, in, in so, putting the show together. So I really got to speak with somebody who actually created a show and had two seasons of a show on Netflix. Somebody, uh, the creator of that show. And uh, so anyway, I, I was talking to him and I said, hey, I... Uh, is are they getting picked up for a third season? And he says, like, no, unfortunately, it's not. So the way that they and if I can remember exactly how he told me how this works, but he says that the way that they determine whether or not they are going to renew an, a season is if because they feel like their existing fan base isn't enough. They feel like whether or not there's enough chat about it where they feel like it's going to bring in newer fans in newer viewers kind of thing so if they feel if that so a show uh, uh, you, a sh- your show the first season can have like x amount of viewers like and it does well but if they feel like there's not enough buzz or like they feel like a brand new set of viewers are going to come in they're just not going to renew it yeah because they feel they probably can't recreate that magic um after season one and they're probably looking at they're looking at hashtag data they're looking at all that kind of stuff you know sure. like what's trending on twitter um and you know, as much as we want to make fun of that as uh, Twitter, uh, it, it's become a huge piece of how we view content, how, you know, like, for example, if you watch a sporting event, somebody hits a home run, two seconds later, it's on Twitter, it's on Instagram. So um, it's changing the way we, we view content. And yeah. So if they feel not enough people are talking about it, yeah. then there's always low interest. And uh, unfortunately, that happened in one of my favorite shows on Netflix, The OA. Um, you know, it's a great show and, and, and it's like probably one of the smartest, weirdest shows out there. And like, it's just, it just didn't get renewed. And that's, you know, that's, I think that's one of the reasons that it, I, I hate getting into a brand new show 
uh, right away. And like, I think I, I take my time and don't even bother watching the first season sometimes because then I fall in love with it. And next, thing you know, oh, it's not getting renewed. I'm like, son of a bitch. I, I just invested my ass in like the X amount of episodes for this. Yeah. You know? And and so I kind of tend to wait like it's at least three seasons in before I start getting into it. Um, but, you know, the only show that I haven't really done that with is like Stranger Things because I knew that one was going to be like a massive hit. Um, yeah, it just looked amazing. And, and another, yeah, and another one's like, uh, so Stranger Things, what was the other one that I said? Okay, it's fine. Oh, The Boys. I knew that one was going to mm-hmm. be a massive hit. Yeah, the, for sure. Those are two good hits. Um, so the the show that I have is um, the Peacock app. And it's actually, it's a political show. It's called Wilmore from Larry Wilmore. Now it was a, a short term release, like six episodes. But if you like Larry Wilmore and you like his style of comedy and you like his style of politics, just right up your alley. It's totally Larry Wilmore. He's like chilling. He has a drink in his hand. He's just talking about like the election. Um, and, you know, it's definitely one sided. Um, so if you're not of Larry Wilmore's views, you probably won't like it. Um, but, uh, I, I am a fan of Larry Wilmore. I think he's super funny. Um, and on that same leg, I still want to give a shout out to the daily show. I, I think it's, especially in 2020 in the pandemic, it's just become something different. And I, I, I think it's a great show. Um, and it, it's a different show than what we kind of are talking about, like on, on, you know, this, but, you know, we're starting to see a lot of these shows now uh, have a like a YouTube style, and I think The Daily Show is doing the best job of that. Like they're yeah, becoming a YouTube show while also becoming a cable show. Yeah, it's funny because uh, for the longest time, a lot of YouTubers were putting content out there that may have been good, but the production value of it was like, you know, not that stellar. <laughs> And then so like it, people would just dismiss it, say this is amateurish and all that. And all of a sudden, all the whole year, that's the kind of stuff we're seeing on actual TV, you know. So it's interesting. I So I think people are going to be like, OK, well, we're going to be willing to give a little more YouTubers a, a little more benefit of the doubt. Well, yeah, um, I mean, and, and, you know, all these phones are recording in 4K. You can, you know, edit, you know, and we have pretty high quality um, audio and production, yeah, I feel like. You know, it's not too low. And depending on the internet quality, you know, if we were in person, it'd be much better. But, um, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to, to shout out. Um, looks like we're taking a camera, made a little little photo. Yeah, so I just want to shout out The Daily Show. Um, nice. Definitely, you know, becoming something, you know, probably all grew up with it with Jon Stewart. And I, I like Trevor Noah. Um, but, yeah, if you have Peacock, it's a free app. Um, and you're probably going to have to download it if you're a fan of The Office because you know it's leaving netflix very soon which is like in like less than 30 days so get your michael scott get your kevin's famous chili get your jim and pam in there but um let's get into the meat and potatoes of what what this podcast is all about right the motherfucking mandalorian oh do we have some music playing i think we do 
Yeah, I'll put it in post production. Don't trip. I have, I have, I have music. I just, so, totally, I just totally did what they do in the Oscars, where they start playing the orchestra, <laughs> saying, "Shut the fuck up." Let's start talking about the Mandalorian. Yeah, man, Mando, Mando. Uh, yeah. So, um, fuck your Larry Wilmore. Fuck your Daily Show. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. Let's oh, do so, it. So, any any show that I bring up is just going to be like, let's just skip. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I want to talk about Robert Rodriguez. Damn it. That's, That's true. What I'm so, here. Um, Mandalorian, great episode. Um, Robert Rodriguez directed it. Man, Manny texted us like at seven in the morning saying, Hey, you have like X amount of hours to watch it or I'm spoiling it for you. Yeah, I don't understand, man. I know you're exhausted. I'm exhausted. Whatever. It's only 30 minutes of your time. Watch the damn shows. You know how difficult it is to not text you motherfuckers and, and talk about the cool shit that I just saw hours earlier. Yeah, you bet, know how difficult bet. it is. And 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 like so and then I get to work and then there's other like idiots there who have haven't seen it yet either and and it's just kind of like no don't talk about it because I haven't seen it yet because you know, have you know that's fine that's not my fault I need you to watch it so that I can just just rejoice at how good the show is man you know you know what it is I think we're all still stuck on we watch the show at 8 p.m we watch the show at 9 p.m yeah. that's when it comes watch, out yeah we yeah, literally like, like, just talked the whole goddamn hour about things, how things are changing. Well, it's still, it's Look, midnight. Marketing I is mean, still effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, the movie theaters are closing down way with the future, but we still have to watch a fucking show at 8 p.m. Oh, oh. I watch my show at 9.15, Manny. You know this. I, I warm up my milk. I get my oatmeal <laughs> cookie. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if it's midnight, I don't think about watching The Mandalorian. I think right. about, like, let me just finish off what I want to watch from the previous day because I'm yeah. still backtracking from all the bullshit I need to deal with. So, yeah. Um, I am exhausted on Thursday nights. Exhausted. Right. You know how difficult it is for me to stay up till midnight to watch it, but I do it, goddammit. And it it's is. day out of the week. And I make up for that by being in bed asleep at 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. Okay. Well. That is true. I mean, look, that's pretty much you know every, how, it's every you know night. How now. long it's been since I've made it to Saturday Night Live? <laughs> oh God, I, I watch that exclusively on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so so Mando, we we left off where you know it seemed like it was going to be another journey episode, or Mando's going to travel. Nope. Right to the planet of Corvus. We're like, sweet, immediately, and it, it got to um, like. It was, you know, here, um, I'll let you guys take it away. I've, I've always. Oh, I, you, you do really well with the summer. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Especially since it's, it's fresher in your mind since you're the last one to watch it. Yeah. Just you, know, it, it was, you know, and, and we, we knew that this episode was going to go places, right? And it did. I, I just want to jump ahead because one of my favorite moments, because we assume we've watched it. So one of my favorite moments was the return of Boba Fett and not the return of Boba Fett that we saw in episode two, the return of fucking Boba Fett. Not just the return of Boba Fett, man, but we were introduced. We were finally introduced to what Boba Fett is capable of. Oh, yes. <laughs> he, he wasn't. No. <laughs> I reacted to what Boba Fett did in this show in the same way when I watched the, the first Avengers and when like, you know, Mark Ruffalo, when he's like, you know what my secret is? I'm always angry. Oh, dude. Yeah. I was like, and he's he goes, change. And he turns into the Hulk 
and he starts and then Captain America says like you do this you do that Hulk smash, smash. <clears throat> and he just starts doing that exactly and for the first time for the first time on film on screen we actually get to see the way the Hulk is intended to be and that's how I felt about Boba Fett in this episode it was it, you know from the beginning not a lot of Grogu right because Grogu was doing his Jedi thing he was like she's meditating and shit. Yeah, right? and it, it, it's very reminiscent of like how you if you have a toddler, they don't do what they're told. <laughs> they're just like, dude, like, and it's it's still pretty funny watching well, this show. Just to give you some feedback, what he's doing, right? So he sits down on his damn rock yeah. with what essentially essentially it's like a Wi-Fi router, and and he goes and sits on it, and he sends out this like signal into something. You don't know exactly what they're sending. He's sending a single out to. However, I feel like that whole blue thing that's blue like just tube around him that was kind of like him sending out a signal like uh, like a beacon out to like any jedi out there right exactly. and that's yeah. what that was because ahsoka tano the episode left out before with ahsoka tano saying you have to go to this jedi temple and request to pretty much like put a help desk ticket in for a jedi to come fix you to help you so um he was doing that most of the episode and Mando was, and then all of a sudden, we get Boba Fett in there. What, what's what's her name? Um, Fennec, right? Yes, Fennec. Yeah, so yes, we, we knew we knew that hey, isn't Fennec from the Princess Bride? Is oh, it Fennec? Fennec. Fennec. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, and so we we knew that Ming Na Wei. I think that's her name. And we knew that her character was not going to be um, just a, a one and done. That there was, right. she was going to come back, and she did, um, and and perfect form too, right? Like, and if you can, I don't know how she got her six. I'm, I'm down to get that surgery, whatever that would get rid of my my belly fat to have that abdomen, that metal sheet that she had in her abs. Yeah. Or, um, but that was cool to see her back. It was definitely cool to see. Um, Boba asking for the armor, giving a little bit more context of what his father was, that he's a foundling just like Mando. So uh, there's some, uh, you know, like, like I think like Alex said, this these last two episodes have done more like world building and world linking than episodes seven, eight, nine have can even get than they thought they could. This episode no, alone just did more in advancing the story and advancing the, you know, just the, the universe of expanding the universe of this thing, right? It just opened it up, and it's only thirty-two minutes long. This episode, and it's if you really think about action, it, a ton of action. And it's, if yeah. you really think about it, the, the episode is very just straightforward, right? Yeah. It's very straightforward. They arrive on this rock. Uh, uh, Grogu is sending out the Wi-Fi signal, right? And then. You see in the distance that the ship arrives, and in that ship, obviously, it's Boba Fett. What's the ship, though? Yeah, and and then and then um. Oh, it's Boba's ship. You right. finally see slave it in action. One. You see Slave yeah. One coming in. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, so he arrives, so he goes, and he's like, "Who the hell are you, man? You know, who does get, stay away, right?" And then Boba's like, "You see that up there?" And then that's when we see Fe- Fennec, uh, and then and she's pointing a rifle at at the child, and he says like, "All right, all right, get, don't." I'll give you know just just uh, you know do what you got to do whatever just which in hindsight the bullet probably wouldn't have done anything right it would have bounced yeah. off that shield 
Right. Right. Well, would have been yeah, totally protected. Yeah, that's what I thought. So anyway, so then cool. And then he's like, I want that armor from you. He's like, this belongs to a Mandalorian. He's like, I am a Mandalorian. You know, it belongs to, and he says like, it's like my father and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so like, I knew right away, I was like, because we were talked about this in the very first episode, we see, we see who we assume was Boba Fett there for like two seconds and then we were starting to think is that boba fett or is that like a clone one of the clones is that like you know we were kind of like going back and forth so this show this episode does confirm it it is in fact boba fett right so then all of a sudden two ships with stormtroopers arrive and they start attacking because they're there to collect the child so then fennec and Boba Fett start fighting against the uh, stormtroopers as well. They're all battling it out. And Mando's like, come on, kid. Come on. We got to go. But the kid is like just in tune. It's, it's like, have you ever given like a tablet to a two-year-old? And it's <laughs> like, you're just not going to pull him away. That's exactly how it was. So anyway, that's all that's happening. And that's then a really good analogy. And, and, then, and then during the fight, Boba, I guess the armor falls. And so Boba goes and picks up his own armor. And he puts it on and he appears, right? He just appears like the way that Desperado does, uh, did it, like a la, you know, a la, you know, Robert Rodriguez just shows up and just starts smashing the goddamn skulls of these stormtroopers to the point where I'm like, no, Bubba, no, these stormtroopers have families, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I felt they do so not. I, I felt so bad for these stormtroopers because he was just like smashing away through their damn helmets, right? And And so then it, you know, to the point where he even had like you always wondered what those little like plaque things on his knees was. It turns out some fucking missiles shoot from those damn little. Yeah, knees. yeah, that was badass. Right? Yeah, and, and then he goes, and then the the the, the stormtroopers go and retreat, and two ships fly away. Bubba right away, he has his little like scope thing that lowers, and he shoots the uh, the missile from behind, and just gets one ship, and that that one ship falls on the other one, and they both explode, and I was just like. Holy shit. That, that was one of the coolest things I have seen oh, happen shit. in any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. You know, just flat out. And, and, uh, Go ahead. Finish, finish your thought. No, finish your thought, please. I, I just thought that the with those few minutes of just Boba Fett in action and them working together. And you know that him and Mando were working well together and fighting because similar styles. They're Mandalorians, right? So then... um so Mando was watching Boba Fett do his thing and he knew at that moment, at that moment, he knew that really is his armor because he knows how to use it. He knows how to use the equipment. Right. Right. So, right. Dude. It, 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 before I turn it over to Alex, it was, it was so, it was so fun to see that. And not just that it was the turn getting, you know, cause we've seen the Mandalorian, um, give those camera angles. And now we got to see Boba Fett give you that camera angle and that face, even though it's just a mask, but you know, the face he's making under the mask, like the, come on, bro. Like, this is what I do, bro. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm Boba Fett. Man. Yeah. Like, he's, was, like, he's looking at the stormtroopers. Like, really, you're going to come out with that shit. Fuck it, off. It, it was super dope. And then the comedy afterwards, like, Oh, I wasn't even aiming for that one. <laughs> like that was funny. Like, that was funny. And then, and then Jin's like, that's a nice shot. He's like, I was aiming for the other one. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I'm sure Alex, I, I'm sure you were waiting for that moment for just, years and years and years and generations. And just to kind of give you a little bit more about that, the reason I excited, 
I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez's movie. Big fan of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Big fan of Spy Kids. You know, the guy knows how to make movies. Just kidding. I've been following this guy's career since El Mariachi, right? <laughs> and he has he has he has a really unique way of filming action. And if you don't hate on Spy Kids, and you know, and and Des, De, El Mariachi, Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, they all have like a very unique, like over the top action kind of way. And there still manages to be like some humor in there, right? Kind of like this badassness to it. And and it worked really well. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I, I hadn't paid attention. I didn't know that this was a Robert Rodriguez episode that I had watched. And and until like directed by Robert Rodriguez, like, oh, shit, this is the episode, right? Because honestly, like, you know, that's the one episode I was looking forward to like the entire season. And I'm like thinking, you know, at some point, Machete is going to make an appearance. <laughs> but it didn't. And I was kind of disappointed about that. That's the only thing I found disappointed about. There's that still season. There's still hey, season still, three. Still that that, that yep. and the fact that it was only 32 minutes long. Yeah. And we didn't even get to the point because I'm going to flip over to you, Alex, and I want you to take the reins from here because the biggest like there's this we this is a whole lot to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And there's still the biggest plot point of this episode is that fucking Grogu gets kidnapped. Right. You right. Know? Like dark troopers. So please, it, it, please, and the dark troopers. That, you know, you were mentioning that about, and and that's like a video game esque um, thing. That, you know, so, you know, please, how how did you feel when you saw Grogu, like uh, for the for that moment, the, sh- the the music tensed up, right? Um, you 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 saw Mando racing back to, and it, and you knew that shit was gonna happen, right? As soon as he walked away, yeah. the shield ends, and you're like come on, Mando, what are you yeah. doing? And so, oh, please, what were your thoughts as that tr- scene transitioned to the end of the episode? No, it, 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 it was fantastic, because you're absolutely right. Once uh, Grogu is done, you know, uh, reaching out with the Force to find other Jedis, uh, the, the, the the shield goes away, and Mando and Boba and Fennec are, are, are fighting the Stormtroopers, and that's the opportunity for them to send down the dark troopers to to kidnap, right, or to take Grogu, right? They succeed, and and unfortunately, they're going back up to the ship, and ultimately, you know, the ship takes off, uh, but not before Boba Fett goes up to find out what's going on, right? And 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 there's a uh, there's there's a, a bit of a reference back to to some of the uh, movies when uh, Boba says, "I'm." I'm going to do a loose, uh, loose trace or something like that, or a loose follow that I, I think that's part of, uh, one of the, uh, one of the prior, didn't, Hans, uh, didn't Han say that or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, always tying back, you know, he, he's, he's, they're doing a great job of, of, of tying yeah. you back to the original series, but they, they get a hold of them with the idea, of course, that they are going to try to extract the blood, uh, of Grogu f- for the, uh, to give it to other dark troopers or a, another, force uh, another group of force enhanced stormtroopers uh what was what was uh really cool is that is uh after grogu you know is taken away right is is now mando says to 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 boba fett well you know I, you know i appreciate everything you did now i've got to go after grogu effectively that's what he's saying and boba mm-hmm. says no you know i told you that we would protect the child uh, and, and we, we still owe you that. So now we're going to have Mando, Boba and Fennec team up. Right. right? So now we have two of the baddest motherfucking, like, you know, Mandalorians going after, uh, what's his face? Um, Grogu. No, no, well, yeah, trying to get Grogu, but, but yeah, after, uh, going after Moff Gideon because yeah, exactly. Like that's one of those. 
when one thing I'm confused about though, when did when did Boba Fett say that they were they were they promised to like take care of the child? So so that that was that was a deal when when uh, as the episode is progressing, the there there's a. uh, Boba Fett wants his armor back, and and uh, he said, "Well, you know, they go through the whole conversation, discussion of of, well, I can't give it to you, no, but I'm a Mandalorian. Here's my family. Here's the history of them, etc." At, at that point, there's an exchange where they say, "Look, I'll give you the armor, right? If 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 you help protect the child, or 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 Boba Fett is the one that initiates that conversation. You give me the armor, we'll help you protect the child against a threat that we're clearly." Uh, about to experience yeah at that yeah. point okay all right i missed i missed must have missed that part a little bit yeah, yeah. and, and, and it was that, glossed that point, over pretty quickly yeah they, they they battle it out and actually that's where boba fett sees a ship and has a wherewithal to go into the ship to get to get his armor before it is it is blown up by by moff gideon oh, which is what we saw man which is uh, yeah. Jan's yeah. ship was obliterated so, so, yeah the razor crest is gone Fuck yeah him. and so, obliter- and and you know the entire the ongoing joke with this this in the in this series is that like every episode some way somehow that ship needs fixing right, right? <laughs> he has to stop somewhere to fix it it's always it's like it always has to get patched up in some way or another but there's no where has no way in hell that this thing is going to get patched up now it is, it is like dust right yeah and, yeah it's it's gone i mean the only thing so, that survived were yeah, that little uh, ball that uh the shifter like i'm um, knob i'll call it i, had, I, shed, a little bit of tear. I shed a little bit of a tear yeah, yeah yeah that and the and the and the and the spear the the, the best uh, uh yeah the best car spear that 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 he got in the last Wait, episode we got a glimpse of knowing that that spear that is going to be what he's going to use to fight uh moff gideon or right, whatever. Right, right, right. we saw we saw um what's her name um the the governess in yeah. this episode who, who fought ahsoka tano and that was able to hold up against the lightsabers yeah to hold up against that technology so yeah. we know that thing is going to be instrumental on taking on moff yeah gideon. so yeah what's cool is that the uh now so very much the way well, Mando, no matter what, he he's kind of like the Terminator in the sense that like he made a promise that he's going to take care of this child and take him to where he needs to be, and he will stop at nothing because he cannot break his promise. So yeah, now yeah. that now that we know we know for a fact, and then now Boba Fett is attached to that child in the same way that no matter what happens, he has to protect you know recover that child. This is the way. So we know Boba Fett might be around for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome, and and the the last two scenes were I, I think very cool. You know, kind of set us up for future. In the first uh, or second to last scene, we see now uh, Grogu on Moff Gideon's ship. Right, Moff Gideon is going to go see Grogu, and there are two stormtroopers in there who basically Grogu was just playing with. Using the Force is just beating them to shit. Uh, uh, bashing them against each other and then dispatches them. So we realize that Grogu actually has pretty significant powers. Now, unfortunately, because of, of the youth of Grogu, uh, the powers don't last very long in the sense that he, he gets very exhausted, tired. When or as Moff Gideon says, yes. oh, so sleepy. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. so creepy. He's so yeah. creepy. Yeah. He, now, he, 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 
he puts on the little the little baby uh where, where, where do you even get the little baby yeah exactly <laughs> Who makes those yeah the little handcuffs for sure. i mean they're made in china 100 yeah. one thing that i've been waiting to ask you guys and one thing that i wanted to ask you guys immediately watching the uh the episode but you know uh it doesn't didn't happen that way but did you guys get a sense when when grogu was toying with the stormtroopers the way that he was pushing like his hands like using the force mm-hmm. it was almost coming from a place of anger oh sure yeah oh yeah and, off getting and so i i sensed what asaka tano was saying that like this child has too much trauma so he can easily be overcome by the dark, like, you know, by the dark side, by the dark side. Yeah. And, and so why saw a glimpse in that? Because a Jedi would not do that. A, a Jedi would just go and subdue the so like, you know, the stormtroopers and like whatever, use that. But he, but the way that Grogu was doing it almost out of, out of anger, like he just wanted to just to destroy these stormtroopers. Well, right. Th- th- there's tons of parallels. The parallel I got to is, is a Grogu has a relationship like a, like a father and son relationship with Mando, right? Where, what's the most famous father-son relationship in in, 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 in Star Wars, right? And they were talking about Anakin. Obi-Wan and Anakin there, baby boy. The, that one and, and, and Luke and, and, and Dark. But, but, yeah, so but, but this, yeah. the same family, the same family, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that connection, that, that, that exact connection. And so the idea that at some point, not that Grogu would turn on, on, on Mando, but certainly there could be a, a particular dynamic. If, if Grogu were to lose Mando, what would happen? Right. And, and all of that anger and everything that you saw there absolutely has a basis in fear and anger and all of that, which are all the elements that turn somebody to the dark side. And that that possibility exists. So that's a that's a really interesting you know, and, dynamic that, and, that's there. And we're probably going to see because I don't think that, you know, Favreau wants to completely retcon seven, eight and nine. So I think we're going to see um, Grogu. So. Either, either either in season two or three, these two characters are going to go away, right? Either mm-hmm. not permanently, but they're not, you know, they're going to make it make sense. Yeah. I, I trust Filoni, but one of those two, maybe both, they're, you know, whether Mando's going to go on a quest and he's gone yeah. or Grogu maybe gets killed potentially for his M count. I don't, I don't know, which is crazy, but it's, you know, like if they kill off Grogu, <laughs> people are going to lose. Yeah. You're right. But, you know, the only thing, that's, the only thing that is saving is saving grace is that Filoni and Favreau are in charge and they have um, done some amazing things so far. I don't see them killing off Grogu. Um, saying that makes me feel like a horrible human being. Um, but so I, I think Mando has a better chance of leaving the show than Grogu leaving the show. Yeah. But it's a show. It's yeah. his, like literally the show. Well, it's show. called the Mandalorian. And now they've introduced four Mandalorians. Well, I, I, I could, yeah, that's true. But I could also see where Grogu may go, you know, the Jedi that they're looking for or a Jedi will come and train. And so Grogu and maybe he's gone for go 40 away. years yeah. and he comes back right after the events of episode nine. Something and like that. And he kills yeah. Ray Skywalker yeah. and slices her head off. Oh, please. <laughs> or, that would be, I mean, it know, be, I'd be okay with that. I really would. I mean, it, it could be where like they're planning, like maybe the Mandalorian itself is going to be like a very limited run, you know, maybe like three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and then that particular yeah. story arc is going to end. But because of all the, uh, spin-offs from the Mandalorian. Yeah. So th- they're all all the stories are kind of gonna overlap. You know, they're yeah. gonna 
they're going to overlap yeah. and you know so they're going to maybe show something that's happening simultaneous while mando's journey is happening but they're all going to be connected in some way or another well we can yeah. even we're going to get like that old republic star wars show right and we're also getting the obi-wan show so that could be even like yeah. grogu's parents like there's so many links there like yeah. and the obi-wan show is just going to be so legit so like I'm I'm very excited the way the, the show is going. Um, like I said, there's there's also like I said, um, there's there's one character we didn't talk about who's going to join this. Like, if this was a movie, this would be the point of the movie where <laughs> the montage plays and they all meet up. Right? Yeah. It's like it's the Avenger is not Avengers. Uh, it's news news team assemble when Ron Burgundy's blowing oh, the horn. Right. Like, <laughs> here comes Bill Burr. He's yeah. gonna, they're going to break him out of prison. Right. Fennec's back. Boba Fett, Mandalorian, and maybe I don't know who else is who else is going to come and kick some ass. Like these next two episodes are going to be freaking dope. I'm yeah, excited. yeah. The part that, that that there and then at the very end, the last scene was uh, Mando going back to the. Uh, the Marshall character. Oh, yeah, Dune. So right, to Cara say, Dune, she's going to gonna say, join. Yeah, can you help me find uh, Bill Burr's character, whose name escapes me at the moment, because I need to break him out so he can help me track the ship. So he's putting together that that crew, right? And the crew that he has so far is just phenomenal. You can you imagine these murderers these, row? Yeah, you, exactly. you got two sharpshooters. You got two Mandalorians. Yeah, yep. um, it, it's it's going to be a, a lot of fun, and I'm I'm sure we'll see Car Weathers in it. Yeah. Like, the only thing that's missing is IG-11 is our boy, our boy IG-11, who was unfortunately dead. And maybe if we can get, what's his name's carcass thrown in there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> why can I think of his name? Manny, what's I, his I name? have spoken. Yes, I, we, we yes. need his like deceased body thrown yeah, into it. Yeah, a, just, just a little memento of him, anything, man. Just to have yeah, him like we, we want awesome. What's it? Why can't I think of his name? I can't remember his Manny, name. Manny, what's I have spoken? Damn, that was good. What's I have spoken's name? I can't remember the name, but Nick Nolte did it. Yeah. And I, I have spoken. Oh, my God. This is a such a disrespectful character. moment right now that we I can't know. remember I, I his feel, name. I feel bad. I'll be honest. It feels like so, so long ago, though. It just, yeah. Oh. But, no, man, I, I agree with you. These next uh, couple episodes are going to be fantastic. Uh, the momentum is... Will. Totally there. Will. It, Will. It, it, it's amazing. Yep. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it, it, it's it's exciting. Um, I'm I'm very excited. You know, obviously we have um a few more episodes for the our, we wrap up our season, and um, which is just like the end of 2020. But you know, it, it's we got we got a this is gonna be a good end of the year. Like in a year that has been so up and down, hit and miss, stressful. Um. You know, hopefully we have some good news as the year ends. Yep. Agreed on all fronts. Um, anything you guys want to end before, uh, say before we uh, head out of here? I'm good. No, I'm, I'm rock and roll, man. Cool. I think we went on for a good while now. It was a pretty extra long episode. Uh, uh, you know, I, yeah, man. I this just, is all I, we're I, allowed to do now in LA County. Like, well, you know, first of all, <laughs> I, I just want to say that obviously, like, you know, these last episodes, like, you know, pretty much anything this year have been a lot more lax. I think they're different, I, but I think we are going to like um, eventually evolved into something else. And uh, I, I, I'm very excited about what the new year is going to bring for us as far as the nerd lot. And uh, especially with Alex being on board now and uh, hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to 
recording these episodes in person because I, I think uh, recording these episodes in person will definitely have a different energy. Um, we'll be able to like partake in like, you know, uh, recreational. Um, they may be longer. Yeah, they may be longer <laughs> or we'll be, we'll be able to knock out like two or three episodes in one night kind of thing. Yeah, like we used to do. Yeah. We used to do. We used to do that, Alex. We used to be able to record two episodes in one night, two or three episodes. Man, those would be, I would get to Manny's house like at 10 in the night and then be, I'd leave at like 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, and then we have three episodes recorded though, you know? So yeah. Like, yeah. For, we'd release them like, you know, we have for three weeks and then meet up again, you know, so forth and all that. But I think um, we are going to meet up again, obviously for next week. Uh, for the Mandalorian again, yeah. we have two more episodes of the Mandalorian, and then the week after that is going to be Christmas. And now yeah. I, I think we get like three episodes left of what with the current well, construction of what yeah, we're looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at two more episodes for like the Mandalorian, and then for sure I think we'll have to meet like the day after Christmas to do an episode on Wonder Woman 1984. 100. <laughs> and and that might be our very last episode of the year because you know we'll just take a break and then kind of come in hard for uh in sometime in January. But yeah, yeah we'll do that. I, cool. I think that that's a perfect um, that perfect description of what how we're going to end the year. We get a couple more Mandos in us. We're going to come up with our second annual Christmas episode, which is one of my favorite episodes. I mean, if you just if, if you can have some time, listen to our Christmas episode from last year. Um, it was a pre-COVID time. You get some Home Alone music. You might get some tears in your eyes from the beautiful music. It's it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, yeah, so we got a couple episodes left of Mando. We got the Christmas episode, Wonder Woman. Um, and like Manny said, we got big things in store for 2021. COVID ain't keeping us down no more. No. Yeah, um, you know, I think when we first started... No, I don't want to tempt you, COVID. My bad, dog. My bad. Well, I'm sorry. When we, when, we first started, when we first started the show, I think we had a certain production value. Obviously, we had like in-studio mics uh, going on. But we've it's been still in my box waiting for, to be for, used again. For a year now, we've been like recording via Skype. So obviously, things out things down a certain way. But, you know, there, there's going to be some changes. Uh, things are looking up. We're going to make sure that, Alex, we get you and you... Uh, you know, basically, we get you some mics and all that, get you set up, and everything's going to look pretty rock and roll, man. It's going nice. to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of fun. Twenty twenty one is going to be a great year. We 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 thank everybody for listening to us and giving us the time of day so far, um, and we just look forward to the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely, guys. Like all our listeners, I know, I know, we have like you know a little handful of listeners who have been you know being there faithful since day one. Yeah, faithful since the day one. I appreciate you guys, uh, or, or gals, or whatever. And uh, you know, I, you, you know, you, you stuck with us, even though this has been a very abnormal year. And there was a time when like we weren't recording any episodes, obviously for whatever reasons. Um, but yeah, we're here now, and you know, this is we're gonna keep this going. Yeah, I mean, you, you were you were fans of us before I got diabetes. You'll be fans of us after I have it. Um, that's just the way it works. And we appreciate the love and looking forward to 2021 and this seizing ending of the Mandalorian should be one hell of an ending. Um, All right, everybody. My name is Manny. I'm Alex. My name is Brandon. And we are the the Nerlot. The Nerlot. <laughs> We'll get better at it. Maybe that should just be a recording. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Let me just press record. Wait, were you not recording?